Hi and welcome to my podcast, Five Things with Emma, with me, Emma Chadwick. Each week on a Monday, I will release a new episode where I will take a popular health-related subject and share five things with you that will help you navigate this confusing world of health, fitness and nutrition. I will share my personal experiences and those of my clients who I work with as a personal trainer and nutritionist. Let's get started. Hi and welcome to the second episode of Lift With Emma. I'm going to jump straight into it today and um, talk to you about the subject for today is, do you need to count calories, also known as track calories, to lose weight? Now, this is something that's all over the media. So many people want to know, is this kind of the the way to, to lose weight? And I would actually say no. Um, I mean, before my fitness pal came along, and before calorie counting came along, people were losing weight just fine. So I just wanted to give you kind of my opinion on it, where I sit with it, and kind of some pros and cons to tracking calories. But I think a best, the best place to start is to what is a calorie? So from the press, from the media, from Instagram, we all know that you need to create a calorie deficit to lose weight. So that is kind of a fact. Now, I feel like because it's thrown around there so much, you know, calories in, calories out, calorie deficit, I think you kind of forget what a calorie is. So I think it's really important to just start with what that word calorie actually means. And so for those who are not in the know, a calorie is a unit of energy, basically. We need to basically consume less energy than we burn to lose that stored energy. So that stored energy is basically fat. So the fat on our body, the fat that we hold in our body is basically stored calories, which means we basically didn't utilize them. We didn't burn them off as energy. So it's stored on our body. So that is basically a really good way to look at it. The fat on our body is basically calories that we just didn't burn off. Now, we all have our own deficit number. So mine is going to be very different to, say, my husband's. It's going to be very different to Hannah's. And the reason for that is it's based on um, that deficit number is based on your gender, your current weight, your height, and very importantly, your activity level. So when you do see lots of diets that are thrown around that are kind of cookie cutter plans with, you know, 1200 calorie diets, 1000 calorie diets, they're not actually taking into consideration your individual individual needs. And this is where a lot of diets will fail, mainly because a lot of people are under eating, they're too restrictive. So I think that basically explains a little bit about kind of how we lose fat and what fat actually is and what a calorie is. So the principle of fat loss is simple. However, it's not that easy to do. I think we've all learned that we don't think losing weight is easy and sometimes it can feel too hard. So that's when other factors come into play. So yes, you do need to create an energy deficit to lose weight, but there's a lot more to it. And when I say it's not that simple is there's lots of things to consider, such as your behaviors, your hormones, including your sex hormones. So your uh, lady sex hormones, um, stress hormones, thyroid, insulin. I mean, all those factors that it's just another podcast, but just for the purpose of this podcast, I really want to just talk about tracking calories. So 
Whereas we do have the principle of fat loss, which is a creating an energy deficit, all diets are, are the same, basically. They're all creating a calorie deficit. So all diets do work if you can adhere to them. So that's that's the part where it gets a bit tricky adhering to that plan. So they all create a calorie deficit, but they're just marketed and wrapped up in a different way. So for example, the keto diet, you're only allowed to eat less than, is it 20 carbs of, uh, 20 grams of carbs per day to go in ketosis, but basically you're just creating an energy deficit. The same with intermittent fasting. So you're cutting out a meal somewhere and eating in a smaller window. You will still need to eat in an energy deficit to actually lose weight from that diet. Weight Watchers, it's all points. They use points instead of calories. Slimming World for use people in the UK. Green Days, Red Days, it's all basically calories. They just wrap it up differently, but it's the same principle. So going back to the question, do we actually need to count or track our calories to lose weight? Again, no. But a different question would be, do I think it's a good idea? And I am going to say yes. But it's not because I think that tracking calories as a diet itself is the be all and end all. I don't. So I'm going to give you kind of my reasons as to why tracking calories might be a good idea for some. I believe that we should learn about calories and I believe that we should understand the caloric values of food and you should learn what that looks like for you personally because like I said before it is so different. So in both my programs, so my Lift With Emma program online and in person is a 12-week program, we always start by learning about calories and the same with my I Am Strong program which is an eight-week program. The very first week we learn about calories. So I think that's really important to do from the very beginning. So putting behaviors aside, which I think is actually the most important part of the diet, we're just going to put the behaviors to the side for now because we're talking about tracking calories. There are a few reasons why most of my clients that come to me struggle to lose weight or are struggling to lose weight. The first one is their portions are too big. So tracking calories for a few weeks will really give you an eye-opening experience. That's definitely the most feedback that I get after a couple of weeks in my program is, I cannot believe how much I was eating or I thought I was eating healthy. Um, it's all down to their portion sizes. Dinner is usually the culprit. If your portions are too big and you're putting yourself in an energy surplus, then calories will be stored as fat. So that's how you're putting on weight over time, basically. So even if you're eating healthy, which leads me on to the caloric values of foods. Learning the caloric values of foods is probably the one biggest takeaway about tracking. You could go to your local cafe, eat, order avocado and eggs on sourdough toast. It sounds so delicious. It's healthy. You know, you're getting in loads of, you know, healthy vitamins and minerals there. But once you top that up into, say, if I might, my fitness pal, for example, you come in at 700 calories at least. And that's not taken into consideration. Are they putting butter in those eggs? You know, what else is going on? How much avocado are they using? I base that on using half an avocado. But sometimes you go to these places and there's so much avocado. But you think, oh, it's okay. It's avocado. It's healthy. You throw some halloumi on there and you're nearly hitting a thousand calories just on your breakfast. So if you're trying to lose weight and you're eating that for breakfast and then you've got two more meals to try and squeeze into your day, 
you, you're going to be in that energy surplus without even realizing, even if you think you're being healthy. So you need to just be a little bit more savvy. So another example is a salad. I've had many clients who think, I'm eating salads for lunch. I don't know why I'm not losing weight. So for example, let's go with a salmon fillet, delicious, healthy, nutritious, but really kind of high in fat. So it makes it quite high in calories. And then they're throwing in some nuts in there, maybe some hummus, maybe some even more avocado. You'll be surprised how much it comes in at. So you you're talking again another thousand calories for a salad although the great nutrients and it's really really important if fat loss is your goal you need to kind of be aware of the caloric values of food so you can put food together still kind of hit those nutrient goals but also work towards your fat loss goal the third one is snacking i think this is a really important one so tracking your snacks can really make you realize how much you actually snack most of us are really mindless snacking. So we're just, you know, especially us working from home people, and I can put my hands up and say, this is definitely me as well. Walking to the cupboard, grabbing an Uncle Toby's bar, or just, you know, grabbing a chocolate bar that's in the fridge, handful of nuts, biggest culprit, cheese and crackers, you Aussies, you always go for the cheese and crackers. Um, you know, we're doing it mindlessly and we're thinking it's not a lot because it's not a lot of volume, but it all adds up throughout the day. So when you start tracking, you become much more aware of your mindless snacking and it just keeps you a bit more accountable, maybe even teaches you to make better choices. And then the fourth one is alcohol. Um, a real mix with my clients, half drink, half don't. Um, this is coming from my personal experience with alcohol. I think alcohol was keep holding me back for years. Champagne, cocktails, you add them up over the weekend, especially if you're going to an event or something, you're gonna you're gonna really feel those calories and they've probably been holding you back. Your food could have been perfect all week, but you have a couple of binge drinking days and you're going either staying at maintenance or maybe even because there's a lot of behaviors that come with drinking alcohol as well, such as more food, less sleep, making you tired, making you less active. Um, that's probably going to be holding you back. So when you actually start tracking those calories from the alcohol, it's really eye-opening. So I use it purely for an educational for educational purposes and accountability. I do find that people love it for the accountability. It keeps them in check. Um, I, I teach most of, sorry, I, as a coach, most of my nutrition clients are online. And um, so all, all my online programs are obviously online. So my fitness pal links up to my app, which is fantastic because it helps me see their tracking. I can see things like, apart from just their calorie goal, which is obviously important for fat loss, but I can also see, are they getting enough protein? Is it something we need to work on? How much fiber are they getting? I can actually see what they're eating. So I can see the quality of their diet, which is also so important while you are in a fat loss phase. Um, so it's really great for me, which is why I like to use it. It's the best way for me to get a really good overview of their diet. And I can see their structure and I can see when they're eating, I can see if we need to work on snacking, and I can also pick up behavior problems from that as well, and we can work on them. So that's why I am a big fan of tracking specifically for my online program. But as with everything, there are downsides, and I think it's important to talk about the downsides for anybody out there who's thinking, I don't know if tracking's for me or not. Of course, there are always downsides, so I'm gonna try and think of the ones that I think are important. Um, and then obviously you can decide whether it's for you or not. 
tracking is actually not that reliable. So the food labels that we rely on on the back of food packets, they're not reliable. I think by law, they're allowed to be 20%, I think it's 20% out either way, you know, too high or too low. Um, when we eat out, we're kind of guesstimating. So it's not obviously that reliable. The information in my fitness pal may not be that accurate. Um, so it's not actually a very accurate tool to the calorie, which is good because it's good to know that from the beginning because it's best to go into tracking, know that it's not exact. So just like your calorie deficit number is not exact because that's really changeable depending on various factors. So for example, you could be on 1800 calories per day as your deficit number, but you know, some days you might hit, you know, more steps, you might go for a run, you might do a higher workout or just expend more energy that day or over the week. What we're looking for is just some a guide and it's just data. So we're just looking for data. The purpose here is to do your best, educate yourself and give you accountability. So going into it and knowing that it's not that reliable, but if we're consistently unreliable, if that makes sense, makes sense consistently inaccurate, then we're still being accurate. I don't know if that makes sense to you, but in my head, that makes perfect sense. Uh, <laughs> it can be, another reason is it can be quite mentally fatiguing. Some people really love it. So if you're really good with numbers and you like apps and you like data, then you're going to love it. People, a lot of people don't like it. They procrastinate it and they see it as just too big of a thing. I am, I am in both camps. I've been both, definitely. It can be really fatiguing. And this is why I only like to really do it, unless you really love it, for three weeks, three or four weeks to get that data. So my tips for tracking to avoid the mental fatigue is to track your food ahead of the day so it's done. So get up, make your coffee, do whatever you do in the morning, sit down, five minutes, plan your day ahead, pop it in your MyFitnessPal. The people who do this are definitely getting the most success. They're the definite ones who are not finding tracking too difficult or too mentally fatiguing. When you do this, you planned your food, you know exactly what your calorie is going to be that day. And you can see if you're hitting, hitting other goals as well, such as your protein and your fiber. You don't have to think about it for the rest of the day. So there, it just removes that mental fatigue out of the day, you've done it, it's great. And because you've made that plan, you are well more likely to stick to that plan. Tracking at the end of the day just leads to more mistakes, forgetting to track things, you know, that lick of peanut butter or them chips that you stole off the kids' plates. You know, you're not gonna track them because you're gonna forget about them. Also, if you come under or over your calorie goal, there's nothing really you can do about it because it's done, it's happened. You've just gotta kind of just get on with it. So if you if you do hate it and you don't like using the app, you don't have to use MyFitnessPal. So tracking doesn't equal MyFitnessPal. Sometimes this is like a really simple thing that people think, oh, okay, I don't have to use MyFitnessPal. You can just literally use it, your notes in your phone and just do it for two to three weeks just to get the data that you need so you can actually see what it looks like overall, what we need to work on. How is that protein sitting? Are you actually eating in an energy deficit? Because if you're not losing weight, you're probably not in, you're not creating that energy deficit. So tracking kind of in and out will really, really help to find out if you are in that energy deficit or not. I suppose the final one is it can become obsessive. I have definitely been in this category a few years ago, um, but only because I thought it was 
exact and accurate. I thought if I went 50 calories over or even 10 calories over, that's it. My day is ruined. I'm going to get fatter. This is not working. So it's all about your mindset and you really need to change it here. Your energy deficit number is probably at least 20% under your maintenance calories. So even if you go 50 calories, 100 calories, 200 calories over, it's very likely that your calorie deficit is at least 400, 500 calories um, of a deficit. So you've got quite a lot of room in between that. Even if you go over, you're still in that deficit. The more you go over your deficit, the more slower your fat loss will be. So I think that's a really good thing to understand is that even if you go a little bit over, it's not the end of the world. And even if you go 400, 500 calories over, you're still just at maintenance that day. Just go, okay, I've maintained today. Tomorrow, I'm going to smash it. I'm going to do better. Also, your mindset needs to change here in terms of that it's just data that we're trying to collect. It's just accountability. So if you have a coach, they can really help you here with the behaviors around it. And it's only a few weeks. So think about it. It's okay. This is just three weeks I need to do this. And this is really going to help me forever to understand my patterns of eating, how much I'm eating and where I need to make some changes. Even two weeks is probably enough. Just make sure you're tracking weekends as well, because weekends are usually when we kind of mess up. So if you can track those weekends as well, it's not long enough for this to become an obsessive behavior. However, if you do have a history of an eating disorder or you are struggling with your relationship with food and you are constantly binge restricting or, you know, you might think, okay, maybe I need to speak to somebody, then you do, then tracking is not for you. And you definitely have to seek the support of a qualified dietitian, somebody who specializes in eating disorder, um, working with people with eating disorders. So I would say I can't really think of any more cons. I'm sure there are some, but not that I come across kind of in my everyday kind of coaching clients and, and my experience with it. So there are pros and cons and it's, it's not for everyone at all. Um, and it's not the only way for fat loss. It's just a tool we use. And that's the best way to describe it. It's just a tool we use. It gives us data. It's ha- it helps us coaches coach you online. It helps you become accountable. It helps you understand what your food diary is looking like, where your food's coming from and when you're eating it. And if that's working for you in your lifestyle, in your structure, it's just a way to start. And I think it's a really good way to start if fat loss is your goal. I will say here, calories are not the only thing to focus on when it comes to fat loss. So this, when I said it's not simple, this is where it gets a little bit more complicated. There are other factors that need to be looked at, your behaviors being the main one. Other other, uh, macros, such as protein, the quality of your diet, so what you're eating. Um, I know there was a lot of, uh, if it fits your macros, hype I don't even know if that's still going on but a few years ago it was all like yeah you can eat a donut you can you know live off all this crappy processed awful foods and as long as it fits in your macro you'll still lose weight quite possibly that is true in fact I know it is true however again adherence we're not thinking about health so you have to come at this especially fat loss with an approach of I want to be a healthier person. The healthier you are, the easier this is going to be for you. The more enjoyable it's going to be, the better you're going to sleep, the better your stress is going to be, the higher your activity is going to be. So quality of your diet is so important. Um, Activity is really important. Building muscle is very important. I'm going to do a whole podcast on that. Sleep 
managing your sleep, managing your stress. I mean, every single one of these could have their own podcast, which potentially they might. Um, So they're really, really important things to also consider. But just in terms of this podcast, a calorie deficit is a really good way to start finding an achievable number for you that fuels you, provides the nutrition that you actually need to thrive is just as important. Once you've got that number, set it up in my fitness pal if that's what you want to use to track and just start tracking and get learning and don't procrastinate it. It's pretty easy. My fitness pal is user really user friendly. If you want some help, I've got a little video that I can send to you. Um, it can feel a little bit overwhelming at first, but as with anything, practice will help and it gets easier. One final tip I will say about MyFitnessPal is when you do set up your account in MyFitnessPal, it will ask you your weight and some kind of other information um, and it will give you its own calorie goal. Now, this calorie goal is usually pretty low, which means you're basically setting up, setting yourself up for failure. Um, so I would say you can, I'm more than happy for anybody to reach out to me if you want some help to try and find that number, or you can just go on the internet and type in TDEE calculator, and that will help you find your number. And remember, they're not totally accurate. They're just a starting. You've got to start somewhere, and these are a starting guide for you. But I would love to help anybody who wants some help with this who might be interested in this kind of approach I honestly do find it's a great approach um, to start with and a really good educational tool and I hope this has been really helpful for anyone who has been thinking about starting to track or looking for a way to improve their health but also kind of start fat the fat loss kick as well and reach out to me thank you so much for listening and i'll see you next week